Learn more about fun local events and interesting people throughout the heart of Middle Tennessee with a dash of everyday tech talk thrown in for good measure. The Local Click starts now. Hello, everyone. Welcome to The Local Click. This is the January 2024 edition of The Local Click. So, Justin, I'd like to say Happy New Year to you. Happy New Year to you as well. It really felt odd that you just said 2024. I know. I had to kind of catch myself and make sure I didn't mess that up and say 23 instead. But uh, it's going to take a little while to write it correctly on all the paper and type it correctly. I'm sure I'll make that mistake for about two months. That's what I normally do. It takes about two months for me. So, But anyway, it's hard to believe we're starting a new year. I'm looking forward to a great new year, a great new year in general, and a great new year on this podcast series. It's been fun so far. Speaking of this particular episode, it's going to be uh, more of Justin talking to us with his tech news roundup, as well as his tech tips. And we'll have Jared Bradshaw back with Ask the Experts, where he shares some great tips that, of things that he runs into in the field while he's doing repair work for DTC and it might uh, save you quite a bit of heartache and trouble uh, with some of your own technology in your home. We've got a couple of great uh, interviews coming up today. We've got Bert Driver from Smithville, Tennessee, who's into all sorts of things. Bert is a very resourceful guy. He's got several businesses we'll talk to him about. But we're going to start today with our interview with Debbie and Greg with BB's Bistro. So, Thanks for joining us on the first episode of 2024 for the Local Click. I have Debbie and Greg Pilot with BB's Bistro in Gordonsville. Hello, and thank you for joining us today. Thank Hi. you for having us. So tell me a little bit of uh, background about um, both of yourselves, if you will. I'm from Smith County. I taught school here. I retired in, from the school system in 2015 as a supervisor and um, thought I had fully retired until we opened a restaurant this past year. That's always uh, one of those fun t- moments in time when you, you think you're calling it, calling it, you know, a wrap, so to speak. And then you go, wait, no, I'm not. There's nothing I'm wrong with that. going to add something to my life. A lot of people do that. So what about you, Greg? Um, from Memphis originally, and then moved to Florida for a number of years, 12, 13 years. And we met and got married 10 years ago. And so I have been from Smith County since then and love it. Love awesome. every day of it. Awesome. I'm a big Memphis fan, so I always like to hear when some, someone says they come from Memphis. Of course, I'm a, a musician, and I love the heritage that, uh, that yes. part of great the country. Great music. Great. Of course, anyone that likes Elvis knows all that story and Graceland and that sort of thing and Sun Records and all that sort of yeah. thing. Did you find a lot of uh, uh, entertainment value kind of being there so close to go visit those kind of places a lot? Yeah. Or? Uh, we, we owned the largest music store chain in Memphis for 20 years. Oh, wow. In fact, one of our customers was Elvis. He bought all his pianos from that? us. So uh, the piano that right now, I, probably my one claim to fame, I sold him his last piano, and I, it was only eight or $9,000, and it just appraised for uh, – well over six million. So, oh my goodness! See what happens if you buy a piano from me. The paltry sum of six million. Yeah. 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 Wow. Now that's an interesting story. You don't hear something like that every day. That's really cool. Pilot Music Center is where he bought all of his pianos. Wow. Well, there you go. Yeah. I bet he's got a lot of stories, doesn't he? From his he does years in he does. Memphis. He does. That's awesome. That's awesome. So tell us about uh, your restaurant, the name of it, and the location, and that sort of thing. Start off with history. You know the history as a restaurant name from OJ's. And that's when my son worked there when he worked when he was 12 years old. So that's how I know the restaurant from the beginning. Okay, I've never even heard that name yes. before. Okay. It was from, it's a minister, Brother Woods. He 
um, had the restaurant. And it was a community place. Everyone loved to go. And that's where they would go and visit. And that's what I wanted, that type of atmosphere. And then I had different ownerships. And then I think the last one was Cornerstone, is how people remember it some. And now it's BB's. BB's, very interesting name. We were, we had a very short time to figure it out. And uh, all the grandkids call her BB. Okay. Well, so that was going to be one of my questions. <laughs> I was kind of curious where that name came uh, from. That's uh, at Christmas time when they're running around the house, all you hear is BB, I need this, and BB, I need that. <laughs> well, so BB's Bistro just sounded like it fit. I love that. Like I've always heard people say, uh, I don't care what they call me, just call me, right? Just call me. So that's what they call me is BB. <laughs> well, that's awesome. Now, did you either of you have like a restaurant background at all no. or just kind of thought it'd be We fun? eat a lot. We eat. So that's my restaurant background. I eat a lot. We're sort so. of ex- experts at that part of it. I so, understand. Uh, I've always wanted to do that. I, I've lived in uh, Europe for a long time, just love good cuisine and also think that a meet and three is just something that every community needs. I agree with that. There's something, it's more than food, really. It's almost a comfort setting mm-hmm. a lot of times. It so. is a comfort setting and everything's homemade there. So I guess you purchased the restaurant from Cornerstone and, mm-hmm. and started it mm-hmm. under BB's name there. Yes. Now, did you decide, you know, there's... I want to put my own touch on it, but there's also some things I want to carry over. Or how do you how yeah. do you determine that? Because I'm sure there's some locals that probably had that certain thing they wanted to continue to exactly. To have. It probably was known more for pizzas. Yeah, and they they kind of had a tradition in recipes of pizzas that goes all the way back for thirty was, years or more. Yeah, came from Roy Carver from Car in Carthage. Wow, yeah. and. They had their own um, sauce that they make. And so there was a lot of tradition that we didn't want to see that tradition leave of the pizza. Yeah, uh, It's got two separate kitchens. So the pizza kitchen just stayed like it is. And we tried to maintain, you know, the same um, recipes. But we wanted to be able to add that, that home flavor, the meat and three, mm-hmm. and some specialties that, that was not a part of the history. And so, you know, we put our own touch with with that aspect of the business. See, I love that. I like it when uh, things change, and that's inevitable in life, right? But not all changes are bad. A lot of them are good. But at the same time, you pay homage to, you know, the past and the things that people still enjoy, the certain little touches, you know what I mean? History. Absolutely. History, yes. yeah. 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 And there's a lot of history that's been made around a pizza or two there. Oh, I bet there has. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> I'm well, sure there has. Talk about some of the other new menu items, I guess, that you guys decided to bring in when you wanted okay. to put your touch on it. You know, I w- I'll, I'll go to the things that are so popular is, number one, catfish. We we had our own, uh, even recipes with things like breading and and things we do with, we're, we're pretty particular, not only with the quality of the food coming in, but the way we then prepare it. So catfish is very good. And uh, that seems to be a real, real popular oh, thing. Yeah. Um, we we make a hamburger that's hard to beat. So, um, and it's a real hamburger. It, it fills up a big bun and plus some. And it's padded out there. You know, it's not... It's not purchased already. Right. It's, prepackaged. It's, it's all fresh. It's and all it's fresh. good, the best chuck, and it's a good hamburger. Yeah. So we did uh, what we call our, our burger bar, give a lot of options with that, and that's become a, a big uh, 
seller for us. Oh, that's a neat idea. Tell me about that a little bit. Well, we we were writing it up, and we we uh, t- talked about Five Guys how they do, and so we ended up calling our burger bar Five Gals. <laughs> because I like that. trust me, the gals run the entire place. <laughs> uh, and so with that, we give just lots of different options, probably 20 different things you could put on your burger, as well as things like uh, homemade onion rings that sometimes people love to have oh, those on, on a burger. And, yeah. and so we just have all kinds of variety that's interesting for the burger bar. And many people, which was surprising to me, I've never had, but they want a fried egg. On the burger. Yeah, I've heard of people doing that. I've yeah. never tried that, but I, I, a lot of people say it's great. They like it. Very European. Yeah, uh-huh. that's true. That's true. What I like about it is uh, there's so many different options. You know, by the mm-hmm. time you get through with it, if you don't enjoy it, it's got to be your own fault because you didn't <laughs> you didn't decorate it the right, right. way, right? right. Exactly. Right. I love that. What about the breakfast? Do you guys have a breakfast menu also? We have a wonderful breakfast menu. Um, we have that six days a week. No, five days a week, excuse me. Tuesday through Saturday. And we have breakfast burritos. We have fried eggs. We have omelets. We have hash browns, fried potatoes, sausage, um, bacon, biscuits. Don't forget the gravy. Oh, and I don't eat gravy. So, yeah, we have gravy. <laughs> but in the South, you can't do. forget the gravy. That's exactly right. Put gravy on everything. Yeah, that makes everything. But even dessert, put gravy oh, on yeah. it. Yeah. <laughs> gravy and bacon. Oh, and we have pancakes. Yes. Oh, yeah. yeah so we have a wonderful breakfast. Oh, Saturday awesome. mornings particularly are full, but we have many regulars in the mornings for breakfast. And it's, I guess it's a better kept secret. Some people found yeah. us from we want We want to yeah. keep it from being a secret. Yeah, well, yeah that's yeah. awesome. I like the idea of the uh, breakfast burrito option, too, yes. because you don't get that at a lot of restaurants. Mm-hmm. You might get it in a fast food chain, you know, around yeah. here. Uh, but uh, to it's be able to huge. sit down and have a really homemade breakfast and burrito with all that in there. It is so hearty. That's probably one of the biggest items as far as the amount of food. Yeah. And we, we custom the meat in it, the eggs, the potatoes if they want, uh, all kinds of things that they can put in their burrito. And it is tasty and hearty. Oh, I bet. <laughs> You'll be full when you leave, right? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. What would you say are some of the customer favorites, I guess, the current ones? I know you've probably hit on some of those already, but what's probably maybe the top two or three most popular items? For breakfast think? or otherwise? Um, how about both? Breakfast, I tell you, we have people that come in every morning for pancakes. Mm-hmm. So uh, they love their pancakes and bacon. Yeah. So... That's very popular. Um, for lunch and dinner, uh, you know, you would have to say probably meat and three is is uh, and three. We have a, one of the most popular. And a lot of the ladies will call like, from the different offices and they'll want grilled chicken or fried chicken sam- uh, salads. Yeah. Or we have salmon salads. So how do you decide what's going to be on the meat and three in any particular day? Does that rotate what that selection is? Or? We're pretty consistent we may add one or two things on special days. Catfish is big on Friday and Saturday with all you can eat. Uh, we we do something like meat loaf on Thursday, but overall, uh, there there are about ten different meats on the meat three that are there every day. Awesome! Wow, that's a lot of selection. Big variety. Desserts? Do you guys have a dessert menu? Yes, um, Vonda and Sydney, different ones to help with the desserts. We have everything's homemade. Uh, we have we add a couple of different things on the weekends, like a carrot cake or banana pudding, or, oh, wow. yeah. or red velvet, or something of that. She adds cheesecake. Oh, we have cheesecake all the time, homemade cheesecake and uh, pies, caramel pies, 
pecan pies, buttermilk pies. This um, time of year, we start ice box. Yeah, doing cobblers too because yes. cobblers oh, yeah. become more asked for during the winter. And so homemade cobblers, which are very popular. Well, I'm going I'm to ask you both this particular question just as an insight to kind of what your tastes are personally. So if you're, Greg, if you're sitting down for a meal there at your own place, what are you going to order? The two things I love, one is the steaks. We have some great steaks. And uh, being from Memphis, we brought some barbecue dishes that, that are oh, very popular in Memphis. One is, is barbecue shrimp. Now, it sounds, you what you have when it comes out is totally different than probably what you would picture, but it is magnificent. That sounds awesome. I want to try that. <laughs> Did you bring you some with you? <laughs> no, I ate it on the way. Oh, I, I meant to. <laughs> I guess I've got a good excuse to come over now. So. What about you, Debbie? What, what would you sit down and have a meal with if you if you were going to eat today? A salad with no cheese. <laughs> <laughs> well, and that's okay. Yeah, he laughs at me because I'm boring on food or what I eat. But if I'm going to order something to take home for the weekend, yeah. I order the bone-in wings with the Best, yeah. oh, best wow. buffalo that's, wings. That's yes. nice. And that's another one that yes. people love. And we, we have two or three different sauces on the on the the wings and we do the Nashville hot and buffalo that's and then always the good. more traditional. But the wings garlic, are are really Parmesan, yeah. They're outstanding. What do you think is the difference between running a restaurant in a small town versus you know, a big city? Do you think the atmosphere is different or I know at our place I've had several people to tell me the food's wonderful, but I love to come here and see people and talk to people. And I, on a, any given time, I know about 50% because of the school system, me right. being, me teaching school for so long. And that's, that, that's good. I either had them in school or had their kids in school. And I was going to say, like that. but that's interesting when you have a previous student that comes in that you haven't seen for a long time mm-hmm. and they come down to have a meal. But that's kind of neat, isn't it, it, is. isn't it, to see it them is. again? And different directors, even your, your school director from here, he and his wife, they were well, retired, but from when I was in the school system, they come and eat and just people I've worked with. So that's always nice. Yeah. And I think, too, the in a small town, you have to be able to offer more things because there's not as much variety as, as in a big city. Yeah. You know, you can have so many specialties where someone just makes sushi or just makes catfish or whatever. But I think in a small town, it's important to give people variety There's where they can come and enjoy different types of items when, and, and come more regularly. Catering. Now, do you guys offer we catering do services? Cater. We do. We, we do. Well, that has become more and more part of our business. Really? Um, when we started, it was uh, offered, but not, it wasn't. Of course, we just, the, the past uh, owner had just gone through COVID, which really changed a lot of things. It got people out of the, the uh, habit yeah. of catering. But uh, fortunately, COVID was over once we got into it. And so we've really pushed the catering and, uh, and people love it. I think I saw like a microphone stand and a few speakers sitting in there and I, th- I talked to my coworker. I said, I bet you they must have some musicians that pop in from time to time. Is that, is that something you do for entertainment there? Terry Lynn Weaver comes every Friday and we have a big event on Friday nights. Uh, we want to expand that. And so we're working to look to bring people in from Nashville on say Saturdays. Oh, that'd be But fun. for right now we, we started with the tradition of Terry Lynn and she's a big favorite we have, some re- we have some regular customers, some gentlemen that come eat probably 
I don't know, eight times a week. And uh, they sing in Nashville. So we're going to try to get it fixed. Recruit to them. Have a great meal on a Friday night or mm-hmm. something, you know, mm-hmm. and then have the entertainment aspect to it. How does technology affect the way that you run your business and, and what kind of technology do you use to make your business run a little smoother? We'll start using more, but at the moment, mostly how I use it is for people calling in where they can pay online. We can keep up with inventory through the through the um, technology. We can keep up with um, people's hours. Yeah. Like if I'm out of town, I can still go online and do payroll and, or anything like that. Thanks to DTC, we have cameras to mm-hmm. where uh, I can look in when I'm uh, – my other office and be able to see every, the kitchen, the everything, the cash register room. And I think another thing that, that at the very beginning people were not so sure about, but we could take orders on an you know, electronic device, take the credit cards, the person not have to leave the table, pay. That's and, convenient. And it goes right from, you know, the handheld to the kitchen. If it's a pizza, it goes to the, the pizza Oh, okay. So there's no paper trail that you have to walk that it, order over. It, it, it all is electronic. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for being with me today. I've really learned a lot about uh, your menu and your restaurant. I'm excited to to go back and visit again. I've been there, Please but do. I need to go back and thank you. make excuse. Maybe if when you have some music on a Friday, Friday night, I need to I need to stop by because I I like that and get some good barbecue shrimp. Oh yeah, hey, I like it. I'm all about shrimp and barbecue. Put them together. That sounds like a win-win in my book. So it is. Uh, tell everybody if they want to learn more about you and your hours and your specials and menu items and stuff like that, where should they go? Is it Facebook or Right now it's Facebook. We're working on our website, but the Facebook has the better information. We're open Tuesdays through Saturdays. Um, 8 until uh, 7 Tuesday and Thursday. Okay. On Wednesdays, we close early, and people ask me why. And customer asked me why the other day, and he said, well, then I'm proud of you. I said, all these kids that work for me, they go to church, and they leave here at 630. So what's not cleaned at 630, I have to do. And I, and I said, so we close at 6 so they can go to church. And uh, so that works on Wednesdays. But people are used to it closing early. They'll call for to-goes or something. Yeah. And then uh, Fridays when Terry Lynn's there, we stay open until until uh, 8 o'clock. I'm really excited to see what you guys are doing with the place and how you put your own stamp on it and yet still bring the tradition along for the ride. And I just yeah. I have a lot of respect for the way you guys do your business. Thanks. And uh, Thanks wish, you, wish you all the best yes, and everything. It. And we'll be by uh, very soon to uh, to share a meal with you guys. Thank I you. hope so. Thank all right. You. Thanks for joining mm-hmm. us. We'll be back with more of The Local Click coming up after this. Here's normal internet speed. Here's the gig difference. Average speed, gig. Not enough speed, gig speed. With gig internet from DTC, everything's different. Video streaming is a breeze. Music and photos fly. And gaming gets real with no data limits. That's the gig difference. Call or visit DTC online and get your gig today. Welcome back to The Local Click. Justin Malden's with me for this segment to start us off, and he's going to help us with his tech tips. So, Justin, what do you have for us this month? So, if you were to check your phone right now, how many notifications do you think you'd have? 
several because it's on uh, Do Not Disturb, and I've been ignoring it. So I mean, think think about this in the, in the constantly connected digital world that we live in. Think about it: emails, text, phone calls, social media notifications, going through, scrolling, watching those videos. It all seems pretty endless, doesn't it? It never ends. It never ends, right? I mean, it's almost like we are connected and wired to our devices. And I make the joke with family members of mine. I'm like, you know, that it's like that phone is attached to your hand. Like, how do you how do you get rid of it? Because it's almost like it's one and the same. You know, and it, it is just a part of your body. You know, and there's pros and cons to that. Technology is a great thing, but a downside to it is is sometimes that can lead to some burnout. Sometimes it can lead to some emotional stress, right? And increased stress on us. And sometimes it's just a good idea to step back and say, you know what? I need to unplug and unwind. And so that's what we're going to talk about a little bit. We're going to talk about a simple thing, but take detox. Something that we all can do, something that maybe we all need to consider to do in the highly connected world uh, that we're in. I mean, we're all about technology. We love technology. We love to talk about it. We use it. We, you and I use it in our everyday of our professional lives. We use it in our personal lives, mm-hmm. and most people do. But sometimes there's an overabundance of that. You know, a tech detox, nothing complicated about it. I mean, simple. It's just, hey, let me step back and take a break from technology. And it's pretty easy to get started, right? I mean, you just step back and set some realistic goals and say, hey, what are some things that I can do without? You know, something that I've done in the past is when I get home, I have a spot that I set my phone down on and it stays there and I will let it sit there at least for an hour and I'm not going to pay attention to it. Try not to go to it and run toward it and go and maybe I spend some time with my kids. Maybe, you know, we go out in the yard and play or we take the dog for a walk or we do something. We make intentional use of that time, right? We're present in that moment right? for other things that are going on. And so that's as simple as what it is, you know, and today, whether you're an Android user or you're an Apple user, Google has digital well-being. Apple has screen time. And so they've got things to help you limit your notifications, to limit the amount of time that you're using devices, to even have downtime to say, hey, to let you set it and then remind you, hey, you said you weren't going to be using this or, hey, you've already used this too much. Why don't, why don't you take a break? And really what a tech detox is, is it's thinking about how to have a healthier relationship with technology. It's not about ending the relationship. It's not about completely getting rid of technology. It's right. about doing it in a manner that just helps you have a healthier way to interact with doing things. And, and honestly, I think if people would take a step back and, and analyze this and look at this, if you implemented some of those practices, you'd probably be more refreshed, right? Mm-hmm. You'd have a little bit more time to do things. Your focus is probably going to improve because you're being more intentional about things. And really, you're going to have you know, a balanced approach to things a little bit overall. And it helps you be in control instead of allowing your device to be in control. So. I think it's good, too, for the younger generation, especially kids. I mean, it's it's just not healthy, I think, generally speaking, to sit there on a phone or a tablet all day long. So No, and, and you know, you think of dynamics when uh, even when I was younger, and I'm still a millennial, and so most people would be like, well, you're still young. You know, growing up, I didn't have technology the way that even my kids have access to technology and have access to screens and have access to communication and information at the touch of a button. And so I remember those days of, oh, if I wanted to go do something with the neighborhood kids, we had to actually go do something. There was no, hey, we're going to hop on and do this 
through a game or we're going to do this through an app. Right. You know, we, if we wanted to communicate, I remember having a walkie talkie with one of the neighbors, you know, <laughs> so, you know, that's how we communicated and that's how we did things. Yeah. Yeah. So. I miss the old days sometimes. I love technology. And I know this is a technology based podcast, but uh, I have to say sometimes life just gets so busy. I do. I do miss the old days, so to speak, not to sound nostalgic or older than I am, but uh, there's just something to be said for taking a deep breath sometimes and just taking a step back and uh, just uh, enjoying life without a screen. So Yeah, slow it down, unplug, unwind, and it can do you some great benefit. I like it. Thanks, Justin. That's a good one. For this segment, I am lucky to have with me Mr. Bert Driver. Bert, thank you for coming over and visiting us today. Good morning and buenos dias. I appreciate it very, very much. Uh, Thanks for having us. And uh, Bert and I, we've worked together on some some events in the a past. A lot of fun. Like, we had a lot of fun, especially the, the uh, songwriters competition that you had at the Harvester. Can you believe that was this year? It's hard to believe. Do the math. That was well. Technically, this will be airing in 2024. Awesome. So almost a year out. So yeah. that was Groundhog's Day. Yeah, absolutely. That's Last a good way year. to remember it. Yeah. Yes. It keeps you, repeating. You did such a good job, by the way. Your, your organizational skills have to be off the charts to keep up with all those moving pieces. It, it is a lot of moving parts across the spectrum. And you yeah. know what it is, it's the people that I work with that, that follow that lead. So I'm, I'm blessed in that regard. Surround yourself with good people makes it a lot easier. Right? I I'm, I'm, can't brag on them all enough, yeah. you know, because that, that was including yourself and the professionalism and the equipment and the space, you know, that's what's so cool about where we live, yeah. it, we've got resources. Well, that was awesome. Well, we had a good time. We appreciate you having us for it. So, Well, thanks for having me over. And uh, tell us a little bit about your background, just generically speaking, how you got where you are today. You know, I, I know you're in several different businesses and types of businesses mm-hmm. and and that sort of thing. I think a lot of people will find that interesting to find out kind of where you started and how you got to where you are. DeKalb County, you know, we're, you're, you're from here, DeKalb as well, yep. and grew up there. And, uh, you know, I have, I have children. We have, you've raised family. We're all trying to, you know, uh, go through that. So I'm stumbling around a little bit, trying to get back to the date. You know, going almost 200 years back started with some drivers that moved into the area. I mean, the Noakes family has been around for a long time too. You can you yep. can tick off how many family names around the county that go to the graveyards, and it's circa 1790, 1918, 1930. Right. I mean, uh, from 200 years. So that really is the core of who I am. Smithville, DeKalb County, Tennessee. I'm the most proud of that community. And a lot of pride and a lot of passion comes from our family and our involvement with not only the tree industry, but music and politics and religion and all the way back. There's a mm-hmm. lot of history. So and the jamboree. The jamboree. I mean, that's a beautiful product, you just too. spoke with Kim recently. Kim Driver Luton is everywhere. Yeah. Lord have mercy. Uh, <laughs> she's a busy woman. Um, so growing up in that environment on a nursery in the southern part of DeKalb County, with a lot of roots uh, that run way back uh, through that, if I've spoken to my children about it, now they're off to college and what they've done and how they perform and even my own um, journey in education. When I got to Center College up in Danville, Kentucky, I really wanted to play D3 football and uh, didn't think I'd ever come back to Smithville at the age of 18. Yeah. Um, so great school. I uh, still have some compatriots that I talked to yesterday that, that are from those college days. But when I arrived, it was pretty intimidating. It's a good academic school. Um, you, have to com- you have to show up. There's an average of about 12 people in a classroom. And they'd usually put you in a circle or a semicircle. Yeah, uh, it was fill up the blue book, man. There was no, uh, there was no multiple choice. So I felt a little lost in that, but I had some really strong English skills because why? People like Marie Hill, Tommy Webb, 
Yeah, uh, even way back in Jackie well. Smith, yeah, was seventh eighth grade teaching. Those English skills and communication skills saved me, uh, and that's what got me through that first year of college. I believe uh, that. I've it, talked it, to so many previous students who wow. had some of those same teachers you just mentioned, and and I'll be a witness to that fact. When I mm-hmm. went to college, mm-hmm. it was easier because I was already so prepared during high school. Yes. Do you and agree that, with yeah, that statement? Oh, hundred percent. Yeah. And you know, I know that it's intimidating. It's tough when you make a transition and make yeah. that jump. But I have enough confidence in that. And I guess the thing about Smithville and DeKalb and what I'm telling about my family history and being established, that gave me the confidence and the identity. Growing up in a small town gave me identity. Yeah. And that's the one thing that I took with me. Wherever I traveled, I could relate to that. So I was prepared yeah. for life uh, as best as I could be. Uh, and I really, as I said earlier, I wasn't even sure I'd come back to Smithville, DeKalb County. But as I got out of college and traveled, and uh, I lived in Europe for a while, I lived out west for a while, I went to school in London for a while, um, you know, I just, I probed the earth and uh, finally decided to come back into Smithville and try out the nursery business I had grown up with. Yeah. And uh, Did you think it, you'd it, be in the nursery business never, when you were younger? No, at 18, I'll yeah. never be in the nursery business. <laughs> I'm not coming back to Smithville. Yeah. You know, I was ready to move on. Right. And I did. I got... Uh, got in position, worked hard to get in position to travel and, and meet some people and live in other places. I think that's good for all of us, really. Yeah. Because you realize how special it really is. And the timing was fantastic. My dad was trying to maneuver and, you know, not be fully in the business any further. And I had that intensive year, almost like grad school. Right. Um, the DeKalb County Drive-In Movie Theater Remember came for it? sale. Yep. It had been sitting there for about a year and a half. And uh, I was barely 25. I owned a Jeep Cherokee. That's all I had. And uh, luckily with some family connections, you know, we wound up purchasing the property. I got lucky on that. I lived in that building for about a year. Really? So I had, yes. I, I didn't I, know that. Wow. Yes. That's cool. I've been there a long time. It's been 1997's when we opened. Wow. So that that time period of uh, being a senior in high school to about, you know, the age of 25, I had finally come back to Smithville Dug in, uh, literally, to rehab that building, mm-hmm. which was built in 1956. I have an affinity for, you know, older properties. Yeah. Um, it's been a blessing, you know, that I never realized it would be such as grand as, as it is. Yeah. And the thing about meeting the people, even through the nursery industry and being on that highway and expanding into a beer garden live music establishment, that's been the most blessing. Mm-hmm. Yes, we all are capitalists. I describe myself as a redneck hippie capitalist. <laughs> and we're just proudly, a little bit right? of education. Yeah. <laughs> so that, that um, it is about the money. We do follow the money, but we can be in that quote unquote hippie vein, but be capitalist as well. Yeah, there is a way to right. do that. Yeah. You can live from the earth and about the earth and the water. Mm-hmm. That's the key to the whole thing in Smithville, DeKalb County, this region. Yep. We're blessed. Yep. Creeks, rivers. Name it. So, so you don't think about it a lot. You take it for granted, but it's true. Sure do, man. Yeah. And uh, without that, the nursery industry wouldn't have existed yeah. as it does today. You know, it's over a billion dollar industry in Tennessee. Yeah. And those are primarily right here in DeKalb and Warren County as the beef in the, uh, of, of that industry. So mm-hmm. what a history. And, and as I have aged a little bit and moved on down the line through the nursery industry and watched it and dealt with Mother Nature and all the changes that have happened, I'm privileged. I am really privileged. We planted a crop the day after Thanksgiving this year. Mm-hmm. Those techniques with a tobacco setter has not changed in 100 years. And if you look at anything on social media that we do across yeah. the spectrum, yeah. the nursery is the least visited out of all of them. 
uh, just the, the trends. Right. Yet it's been here the longest. Yeah. And without it, none of this would have happened. I probably wouldn't, you know, be sitting with you. It opened up so a lot of doors, didn't it? It did. And yeah. the people, that's back to the other thing, man. Just the uh, wealth and the, the, the other privilege is to be with people that tell these great stories. Yeah. And I get to hear them. Yeah. All walks of life. That's awesome. Uh, it, it really, over the years, transcended into, uh, I did get married. I did have children. You know, we I raised them up in the nursery, you know, mm-hmm. around that. Great yeah. lifestyle choice for them. And it gave me flexibility to be at the ball games. And, you know, as an independent business person, we do work a lot of hours. Yeah, that's true. But we also get to take off. Yeah. And we spend that time with our family and our friends. Or we like to travel. So I, I guess I'm trying to describe a lifestyle choice that I didn't even know I was making mm-hmm. at that age. So we fast forward now from 97 to now, you know, here going into 2024, we've been over over 25 years. I don't know what happened. I don't know. You blink and it's a blur. Yeah. A blur. Um, So the property location, Smithville, Highway 70, that corridor has been popular for how long? Long time. You know, they promoted that a long time ago, even in the 40s and 50s. Yeah. The Upper Cumberland Playland was one of the... uh, Oh, really? One of the taglines that I yeah. saw, even from the days of Bobo Driver and uh, Henry Clarence Redmond, who was my, also a grandfather with Caney Fork, when there was no electricity. Yeah. So uh, a family tradition of being passionate about the area and, and really trying to help people. Now, how you did know? you get into, uh, that's a pretty big transition to go from the nursery business into the <laughs> entertainment business. I don't even know how you connect them, but somehow you had the vision, I guess, if you will, I mean, I guess the burlap room kind of made that first jump, did it, from it the did. nursery side to entertainment? Um, and in the nursery world, we I love music. You you love music. Yeah. We, we grew up with music. We have all kinds of outlets. And, uh, of course, it was easy to run down to Starwood. Yeah, that's true. Back in the I day. remember the days. Yeah. Uh, easy to go into downtown Nashville, even. Yeah. Of course, you know, back then, they're like, stay off of Second Avenue. And lower <laughs> Broad, like, mom would be like, man, don't go down there. Like, well, where were we going? to? you know, municipal auditorium. Right. For those of y'all listening, you know what I'm talking about. Yeah, memories. It wasn't hard to run down there. That's true. the point. Yeah. And now, it's stressful. It is. Just the volume that comes up on that. And I got tagged for some parking in like 2017 down there at San Amphitheater. And I'm like, that's it. It really bothered me. So Something your brain clicked at it that did. moment. I'm like, man, it like I, that? I just had to accept yeah. it. I accepted the day I quit playing football, for example. Yeah. You know, it's a little little bittersweet. I was, ha- I mean, I, I've had a great career and I'm like, this is probably the last game I get to play. And you start to, as you age and each chapter changes, yeah. not bad. Yeah. These are all good things. It's just... Something you that happens. You recognize what happens and it changes. Yeah. So that became the motivation for the music. And in 2012, in actuality, we started the Earth Day Festival event as a gift to our customers and to the community. There's no charge, free music. Uh, we really tried to promote anything local even back then. I don't know of anyone that has probably a better, just naturally gifted marketing mind when it comes to promoting an, an idea as you that's from this area. That's really kind and, of and I mean that. No, that's a great, great uh, compliment. Uh, you, uh, you just seem to get it. You know what I mean? It's like sometimes people will have an idea and they think if you build it, they will come. But in mm-hmm. business, that's really not how it normally works. And you just seem to always understand the importance of promoting yourself and marketing your businesses in the event to get the word out there to make it successful. Yes. I, I worshiped at the foot of the master. Jimmy, <laughs> Jimmy driver, uh, there you, you go. Know, could sell it uh, to anybody and every time. Yeah. And I mean, I remember, uh, 
combs and fly swats and things. He'd go to trade shows, and he knew how to do it. He'd leave his footprint behind somehow. That's, there so you go. I, watching that happen, and with his father, Bobo Driver, yeah. Idea Man, uh, and Henry Krantz Redmond, that's on my mom's side, H.C. Redmond, yeah. Idea People. They were of technology. They embraced it. The Depression era to CCC camp to creations of things like the Jamboree mm-hmm. and Joel Evans, and they want to show off what we can do. I'm carrying on that legacy. Right. We they, do a great job. They built the courthouse. They wanted the Jamboree coming. You know, uh, they were all about the dam and power and electricity and phones. You know, the 40s and 50s, look at the explosion of DTC and even yeah. the gas company. And, you know, for we spring springboard and we have sprung into what we are now, which is very slick and modern, just like DTC. Now, yeah. how did you go from that into the Harvester, where we were just talking about the yeah. songwriters event happened? Yeah. But when you walk into the way you guys have designed and decorated and and just the atmosphere that you've created in that space and that mm-hmm. building that's been there for so long, but you walk in and it's like you're in another world almost. Now, what made you go down that road and do that kind of project? And what was your grand vision, I guess, when you started that? Doors kept opening doors, Nick. I mean, you have to have faith you know, uh, to let some of this happen because you can't control it. You have to gamble. A and you got to take a chance. It's a big sometimes. chance. Yeah. And if you're in the nursery business, you're gambling every day. Yeah. You know, you don't have to go to Vegas. Because you don't have control over the weather. No, so. Mother Nature's yeah. running that deal. That's so, uh, you know, the burlap room has been great and fun. And, uh, you know, we've, I, I went back and reviewed it just a few days ago. I'm trying to recap the past six years of this. We've done 112 shows there. Wow. 112 in six That's years. Some of those are private events. Some of those are ticketed events, but... Mm-hmm quality so it's mind-blowing and you know in 21 months we've done 59 events at the harvester including the songwriter event 59 so my staff that's a lot our staff my team our team between both properties um you know including the nursery employees who help us physically move and shift you know we we gutted that building ourselves yeah Yeah. local talent local design welders uh woodworkers and i resourced everything that i could within the right here in this radius I was motivated to not drive anywhere. I, I'm, so that's I'm, really I, what it, that, where the boils down bottom, to, right? Bottom line, man, I, you know, <laughs> I, want, I want accessibility, which we all do, and yeah. downtown Smithville has always been charming and it's walkable, mm-hmm. but you see it kind of moving back that way. Yeah. And has been since about 2017, that trend when we bought it's it. It's changed a lot. You can see it. Yeah. It's convenient. I yeah. uh, got about a thousand new people that live on this water from Colorado and D.C. and New York, and, you know, they have expectations and they're not all retired. There's a lot of 30-year-olds living here full-time. Yeah. So sensing that energy and sensing that shift and also being motivated not to drive very much, we bought the building and had a great designer show up. Um, it was very strenuous to get it done during the pandemic. Uh, unexpected That's things true. that we yeah. had no idea. We were already in the project. There was no stopping. So good Lord willing, we somehow got it up in March of 2022. And I'm thrilled about it because it's two blocks from my house. That's not Again, bad, bad no, gig, is no, it? No, no, yeah. So that's how, that's how it happened. So the experience awesome. and the music and dealing with entertainment uh, and just learning it. You know, we messed up a lot of things. We learned a lot of things. And along the way, we took that experience and moved it over to quality entertainment at the Harvester. Where do you see the Harvester going, I guess, in the future? Because with that kind of, that kind of building and setup in your arsenal, it could be so many different things and be successful at any of them, honestly. Really wide open. What, what's your vision for, I know it's not been open that long yet, but where do you see it going, I guess, in the future? Where would you like to see it go? Well, we are business people. 
uh, and uh, we're, we're landlords. Yeah. That, so that that building and its design was meant to be flexible. Uh, it's not pigeonholed in any one thing. We have had we've hosted the Nashville Shakespeare Company, mm-hmm. multiple um, comedy shows. We've even had church services, had an Ash Wednesday service, and then we do live ticketed shows. That's been fantastic because it's helped us figure out the building. It's taken us about eighteen months to figure where it stretches limitations. That's right. How does this work? Can we maneuver this? We've bought the building next to it at the Casablanca building to get a get ready suite. So to be in the game of weddings and hosting high quality services of any kind. Yeah. You've got to have those facilities and amenities. It's a very competitive market. Yeah. How many wedding venues have popped up in the past five years? Right. All over within thirty miles of here. Yeah. We're a little different. It's a mid century modern building. It's completely enclosed. It's got every modern amenity. We are fire rated for almost 500 people. We're compliant. I bet that would be a beautiful place to have a wedding. The way you is. guys have designed it, it, it would really lend itself to that purpose very well. I mean, it would be a very easy transition to do those kinds of things. Indeed. It's, very, it's a, lot of, a lot of natural light, the roll-up doors, the chandeliers. It's got history. It's got mid-century, but it's modern. Yeah. Meaning... There's a full gig of bandwidth provided by our local provider. I think it's called DTC. I think I've heard of that. I think they, they, yeah. they're our provider, and they also provide our security and the cameras and everything else. And I'll tell you how, how convenient it is as a business owner with a venue. I can look right here and handle everything uh, with my device. So that that is a blessing to think where we are in rural America uh, with every amenity that we want. So when we're talking to potential brides uh, from the area, they can also make Smithville a destination how many properties are there to rent on that lake? That's true. You you can you don't have to go to Franklin, Murfreesboro, and Nashville. Nothing wrong with those cities. Right. Check my price point. You'll be happy about it when you compare what you have. And to your point, what we did is try to take a little bit of Nashville vibe at the old Knoll Hotel, mm-hmm. which was built in the 1920s, and to take that stylistically to our own touch. So there's a 40-foot walnut bar built by a local artist, uh, Coinga. William Coinga and his son, beautiful bar, mm-hmm. uh, bar top. And it's not just a bar. So that's where we are in this journey of the harvester to let everybody know, to demonstrate over 59 events, how flexible it is, particularly for weddings. The front room, the back room, um, the yellow dog lounge, the roll-up doors, the chandeliers. We own our own parking lots, so we can control that. That's a big deal too, isn't it? Access. Well, absolutely. Yeah. We, we can do that. And if, if you're, uh, if you're, grandmother's in high heels and you need to drop her off, she won't get a drop of rain on her. There's awnings and we offer valet service. And uh, I think we're very flexible, but also durable. And we've had this chance. Uh, You're a little impatient sometimes. I've been in the nursery business over 20 years. We've had this open for 21 months. I'm I'm a little impatient. I get it. I'd like to see more happening. But really... At this point where we're refocused on, this is a fantastic wedding venue because it's such a big event for so many people and it involves their family. And that that's where we wanted to be so they don't have to go far and offer everything in-house. Mm-hmm. Um, there's no tricks. You know, we tour it. We talk about it all the time and we're very flexible. Also, we have plant material, our own, in-house, if you want to use that to decorate. Mm-hmm. And the Get Ready Suite in that area, in that Casablanca building you've been in with me before, yes. looks way different now, Yeah, even a year later, um, to service that part of it. Because that's in part of, you know, the daily event of getting prepared and having mm-hmm. your um, bridesmaids with you and the makeup artists and uh, the music and being able to, this is across the alleyway. Mm-hmm. So that building is adjacent to... Um, 
the harvester, we got very lucky with that. Yeah. Used to be a hardware store. That was an Ace Hardware. Really? Uh, next to the tractor dealership, next to the bank, across the street from a hotel. Yeah. So the energy is there uh, and the experience is there. This past 20 months, as I've said to you, year and a half, uh, coming up on two years in March, has given us time to be experienced, to be better at what we were already doing. And fine-tune some Absolutely. of those things. Yeah. Full in-house catering kitchen, walk-in cooler, ice maker, roll-up door, chandeliers, ADA, very compliant, um, fully climate controlled, um, lots of amenities and power, 600 amp service, three phase. So that's a good thing for us. And if somebody wants to get married in that downtown area, there's three historical churches you can walk from. We've done that a couple of times where they've that's had their idea. wedding off site, but yep. they've had the reception at our place and us as a backup if they have a rain out. That's you know, a little yeah. security for them so yeah. they don't stress on the very big day they have. We're fully enclosed. So we've tried to think of every countermeasure that we could possibly it sounds think like of. you have, yeah. And we've gotten awesome. a little more experience at the Burrow App Room to now the harvester. Right. But it wouldn't have happened without the nursery at all. Back to the trees, back to our roots. You've come full literally. circle. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, we're, we're certainly uh, not knowing uh, how things would always work out. I'm, I'm, I'm truly blessed and, again, privileged to, to plant crops uh, and then drive three more miles and see world-class music. Yeah. We have a great area, and and whether you're in downtown or Liberty, Alexandria, I just uh, DeKalb in general, right, is strategically located. Get to the airport in about an hour. There's plenty of shopping. You know, mm-hmm. we have a hospital, mm-hmm. uh, which a lot of communities do not. Yeah. Um, I think we have great services. The utilities, oh my goodness, you know, we're y'all, blessed. Y'all sure. have beefed it up uh, with the fiber and the yeah, you know, it's they're amazed at how afford- the affordability. Uh, but bottom line, it's the pace. It's the pace from day-to-day pace and the water and, of course, the people. Yeah. That's it. There's your commodities that will make you have long life. Yeah. You know, community. Uh, we use that word so much, and sometimes we, we just blow past it. But look at what goes on around the rest of the world. And, uh, you know, uh, driving over here today, I told you, it's mm-hmm. like we live in heaven. I like seeing your passion in what you do. And uh, I don't think anyone can disagree with me with that knows you, that knows that you truly have, you truly have a passion for what you do. And uh, if people want to find out more about uh, your businesses, what's the best way, whether it be the nursery or the harvest store or that sort of thing? It, the, the easiest uh, that we've kind of worked towards, BurtDriver.com. Now, where did you come up with I, that? It took us years to come up with that. Wow. We tried everything it. in the book, <laughs> and then simplicity finally hit. It just rolls off the tongue. Because yeah. if somebody's passing by, you know, I'm like, it's easier to do it that way. That's a great and, way. And instead of typing in. There's that marketing mind, though. Well, yeah, we're trying to make it easy on the customers, well, yeah. right? So yeah. uh, that's the easiest thing to do. Obviously, our phone number is everywhere yeah. uh, if you want it. But uh most people have access to a mobile device or their home computer, mm-hmm. and that's where we are. I still did get my phone book. I did. I got it in the mail. I'm proud to have my DTC phone book. There you go. Um, with these schedules, and, uh, you know, I looked up the uh, burn permit phone number the other day. I, I used <laughs> hey, my phone You just phone never book. know when it'll even, come in I didn't handy. even use my phone. But there you go. Uh, so that's easy for anything. The harvester is out there on its own webpage and its own socials, the burlap room, uh, own webpage and its own socials. If you just type in Burrow App Room, it'll right take in. you there. Harvester TN, it'll take you there. Burt Driver Nursery, it'll take you there. Thanks for coming over here and, and to Thanks see us. Thanks for inviting me. And uh, you have to come back sometime and oh, keep us updated on oh, what you're doing. Man. So. Uh, um, it's just, uh, again, I can't, I can't brag on y'all enough uh, for having the services that you have. 
makes my life easier. Well, I appreciate it. That's business what person, it's all about. It so. makes it so much easier. And this is a great idea with the, uh, with the local click. Yeah. Well, Very I clever. <laughs> As a uh, as one person told me many years ago, I do what I can. Right, I do what I can. I do what I can. So. <laughs> That's a good one. Yes, sir. <laughs> well, thanks, Bert. Take care and uh, have a safe trip back. And like I said, do come back and keep us updated from time to time. Indeed, on what you got going. So, yes, sir. Thanks for having me. Hey, thank you. Thank you. Stay tuned. We have got more of the local click coming up in just a moment. You know the DTC provides great products and services to your home. And you can get the same great value for your business with DTC Business Solutions. Whether you're making sales over the phone or online to customers around the world, we deliver the reliable business solutions you need at a competitive price. And we do it all with uncompromising service. Let's talk about what matters to your business. Call DTC Business Solutions today. And welcome back to the final segment of this month's edition of The Local Click. And Justin's back with me, as well as Jared Bradshaw, and he is the expert. So what do you have for us this month? This month is all about if your TV's not working, if your set-top box is not working. Now, your set-top box is the black box that has a little red dot on it or the black box that has a little green dot on it. That's what you'll be pointing your remote control at, you know, to change channels and whatnot. Right. Now... If you verified power on your set-top boxes, you say they have power, then we can move on to what we'll talk about today is the Selenos, which is your wireless boxes. Now, some people may have different ones, and that's why I brought along another one, you know, to show y'all the same same concept, just a different style box. And then everybody, I guess, some people may have them hardwired. It may not even have these, right? Correct. Some people house. have them hardwired. Um, then you, these are just, you don't need these. So but, it wouldn't be this problem. If their TV went out and they're hardwired, it would not Correct. It would not this. be that problem. I got you. But to locate the first box that you want to be working with, you'll go to your main equipment. Um, you'll be looking for a white box. It has Comtrend written on the side or a black box that has AirSonic written on the top. Um, if you go to that, it'll be next to your ONT and your router. So first thing you want to do is look at the back and make sure that your switch is flipped up to AP and look at the front of it. And if there's a green light next to AP, then you're good. Um, there's a little white button on the back that says WPS. You'll click it. Once you click it, you go to the TV that's not working, and you'll see the same wireless box, and you will take and click the WPS button on it. Once you do that, you'll notice they start to lock into each other. It can take anywhere from, you know, 15 to 30 seconds for them to really sync up. Um, on the back of those boxes, there will be an Ethernet cord. And that will plug into port one on the back of your Comtrend. And it'll go to your set-top box, which is that black box with the green light or the red light on it. Right. But once you do that, they'll sync back up. And sometimes even before doing this, you could try to just reboot the main one that sits next to your router. And sometimes that'll fix the issue. Okay. But that's about, that's about all it is to how you fix it. Now, do you also sometimes need to reboot the set-top box after connecting those or does it normally just pick up sometimes you'll have to reboot the set-top box um it's really just a 50 50 shot i guess i yeah. mean if it wants to pick up and start working again sometimes you just have to reboot it i know with the newer set-top boxes you have to reboot it most of the time for it to start working right hey that's a good tip that could uh that could save you a lot of heartache if you're uh, in the middle of watching something yeah. and something goes south you know instead of waiting on someone to show up and fix it you might can just uh repair it yourself 
That's right. It's a simple reboot. We go back to the reboot, Justin. We keep talking reboot, don't we? Listen, reboot fixes most of the problems. Listen, this is two episodes in a row as we've been preparing. We've had to reboot to fix Let something. Let me ask you something. Uh, what did you have to do today in preparation of today's podcast on a separate piece of equipment from last month to make it work? I had to reboot it and simple <laughs> reboot fix the issue. And it did. And it started working again. I think uh, these uh, engineers need to make equipment that doesn't require reboots. It just always right. works. They need to work on that, That's don't right. they? And I was just going to point out the fact this is the other wireless box that you might have in your house. Um, same concept on the back. There's a WPS button and a switch that is for AP and station. You'll just click that WPS button and then it'll start flashing and go to the TV that's not working. Click it again. Gotcha. Just wanted to reiterate that because I forgot it was sitting next to Oh, me. that's okay. So there's there's basically two different styles is what Correct. you're saying of those Correct. wireless boxes that you might you may have in your house. Yep. So, so don't be alarmed if it looks a little bit different from the first one. You may have the, the other model. So, awesome. Well, what do we have for uh, Tech News Roundup today, Justin? I'll try to be super-duper-duper quick with this. So, as y'all all know, if you have a smartphone, more than likely, you are in one of two camps. You are either in the Apple camp or you are in the Android camp. And we all know the camp to be in is Team Apple because you get blue bubbles. Well... Don't be making all the Android people angry. There's a solution for all my Android folks out there now. At least right now, at the time that we are recording this, a new app called Beeper Mini has been released where a 16-year-old, of all people, has reverse-engineered Apple's iMessage system, and now there is access for our Android folks to have Blue Bubbles and iMessage in their native service it actually goes through apple servers it is sent and received through apple users on their iphones and their other devices just like a typical iMessage. they already had to fix a different workaround it did register your number now you have to use your email address instead but it's still it's still working somewhat which is interesting apple has uh, agreed that in the future they're going to open up their messaging protocol to use what's called rcs which is a little bit more rich format for uh, regular messaging, uh, of course, their marquee feature is iMessage, but their regular text messaging service is still using an antiquated old school where it's limited on characters and what kind of quality you can send in multimedia and files and attachments and stuff like that. So they've promised some addition to that, but hey, some more people can get access uh, to iMessage. Uh, rolling on, the second thing, uh, Google actually been involved in an antitrust lawsuit with their app store. Which, If you recall, Apple was in a similar antitrust lawsuit with Epic Games. Well, Epic Games also sued Google over their app store, but they have won that antitrust lawsuit, um, which is interesting because Google is quite more open than even Apple is in there saying that it's going to have to be even more open uh, than it is. So it's going to be interesting to see if that's a positive uh, for everyone because that may mean more opportunity for access to, to different apps and uh, maybe even potentially some cheaper apps and stuff. But uh, uh, in the technology product space, uh, Meta, uh, formerly referred to as Facebook, uh, Heard has, of them. Has, has released, a, has released a, a new version of their smart glasses through Ray-Ban. So the Ray-Ban uh, uh, Meta smart glasses, it's their version 2.0. You know, smart glasses have kind of went on and off over the few years, but uh, biggest thing is they're never stylish. You know, you look at them and you are wearing a 
huge set of glasses and like, what in the world do you have on? Well, these glasses are a little bit thinner, a little bit more stylish. Of course, they got that Ray-Ban name attached to them. You can see the camera if you look at it. Uh, it's got actually got two cameras on it, uh, but it'll take video and audio when it has speakers built into it that are even louder. And so they've been getting some pretty, pretty good reviews uh, so far. It's just, you know, how much technology does one person need and so how much access and recording do you explain need? Explain this a little bit more to me. These smart it's, glasses is what it's called. Is that kind of like uh, off Ned's declassified back in the day? You know, Cookie had his glasses. Is that kind of like those smart glasses? Yes, Absolutely. Yeah, so wow. I mean, yeah. that's yeah. cool, isn't it? That yeah. is cool. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, they're uh, you know they're they're trying to get some more of their AI stuff in it. it th- this version is new, you know, and hasn't been out too long, and so there's some future promises of firmware updates and 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 addition. But it does have multiple speakers. It's got multiple cameras, you know. So we'll see uh, uh, see what it comes along with. And get about the know. low price of nineteen ninety nine. That is right. one thousand nine hundred ninety nine dollars. Two hundred and ninety nine dollars. It actually it actually is not too bad on the price. I mean, I that's, thought it would be that, more. Yeah, that is not honestly. super cheap, but that's not. Yeah, it's not as high as it's I thought a it would be. Pair of sunglasses we should nowadays. probably try to get some of those in here for a review. That'd get be a, that'd get be a review cool. unit. Yeah, test that'd unit. be really cool. Yeah, I think people would like to to see yeah. and hear about that. So. Well, and, and you, you hit on that. You say that, you know, if you're talking about like you can use prescription lenses in them or you oh, can wow. make sunglasses and stuff out of them. You yeah, know, that's part of it, too. They're, they, they're functional. They're not just, hey, I'm throwing on a random pair of glasses. Right. They could be your functional every day. I need to wear glasses, you know, and you're incorporating your prescription mm-hmm. into them as well. That's cool. That is cool. Imagine, Jared, if you were doing your uh, Ask the Expert segment and we had those glasses on you and you were taking video of what you're looking at, and you're seeing it from your point of view when you're oh, yeah. looking at these items and trying to explain it to people. Be very helpful. Yeah, you could record the video of what you're actually seeing. Well, thanks. I appreciate it, Justin. That's great. That's uh, interesting. We'll see if we can try to get some of those in on the show and uh, show everyone. Maybe we'll, we'll let Jared take the inaugural run on his next uh, segment, and we'll take the video with it and put it in the video portion of the podcast so you can see what it actually looks like while you're using them. So. All right. Well, next up, we have the What's Up DTC segment. And uh, as far as for the month of January, not a whole lot going on this time of year. Everybody, I think, is uh, trying to uh, recover from the holiday season and that sort of thing. So I will say Happy New Year to everyone and hope you're having a great 2024 so far. Uh, One thing I do want to mention as far as DTC3 items, we do have the basketball season continuing to progress for broadcast and we'll be continuing to take more and more of those games for playback on DTC3 and you can learn more about that at DTC3.tv. So, uh, but really other than that, it's just, uh, let's see if we can get uh, ramped back up for starting another new year and that sort of thing. So, um, and I'm sure the, We'll have the DTC Express at more events coming up very soon as the weather starts to warm up and more events start to happen that are outdoor events and that sort of thing. So, But I think it's been a good show. I've enjoyed it. Thank you guys for always uh, joining me and sharing your expertise and uh, just kind of hanging out, right, and, and talking shop a little bit and that sort of thing. Uh, not sure what we'll have for next month for Jared to talk about or for Justin in the news segment. It seems like the news changes very quickly, but uh, I'm sure Jared's got something he can pull out of his hat for his next uh, tip. Got a few things. Yeah, I appreciate it very much. So, uh, well, thank you uh, everyone for joining us f- for another episode of The Local Click, and uh, we'll be back on the first Wednesday of next month with a brand new episode. But until then, for Justin, for Jared, I'm Nick Noakes saying so long till next month.
Learn more about the show by visiting us online at thelocalclick.com. Also, be sure to subscribe to us on your favorite podcast or video platform so you won't miss our next episode of The Local Click. See you next month.